If you turn to the book of Revelation, please. Revelation, the 11th chapter, and verse 15. The scripture says, The seventh angel sounded. There were great voices in heaven saying, The kingdoms of this world are become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ, and he shall reign forever and ever. This is uh, the Spirit of God came on John, and we actually talked about this Friday night. He is seeing things in the Spirit and in the future. And uh, this is in our future. And the rest of this too. Verse 16 said, The four and twenty elders which sat before God on their seats fell upon their faces and worshipped God. And they said, We give you thanks, O Lord God Almighty, which are and was and are to come, because you have taken to you your great power and have reigned. And the nations were angry, and your wrath has come. And the time of the dead that they should be judged. This is all surely coming to pass in our future. And that you should give reward. Everybody say give reward. Give reward reward to your servants, the prophets, and to the saints, and them that fear your name, small and great. So who's going to get a reward? Prophets and saints. And who? Everybody that reverences him and honors him, small and great. Do you fall in there somewhere? Yes. Huh? Are you going to get a reward? Yes. That wasn't everybody. You want to agree with this? (laughs) How many believe the Bible? Yes. How many are going to get a reward? Yes. Okay, that's a little better. Revelation 22, go there please. Revelation 22 and 12, this is one of the last things we have a written record of the Lord speaking to us, the churches. He said, Behold, I come quickly, and my reward is with me. (laughs) Is he coming? Yes. Huh? Is he coming soon? Yes. Somebody say, well, this was written, you know, centuries ago. Yeah, I know. The scripture says a thousand years with the Lord's like a day. Mm-hmm. So if it's been 2,000 years, to him it's been two days. If you said something's going to happen soon and it happened within the week, would you be accurate? Did it happen yeah. soon? Yeah. Well, if it happened within a week, we still got what? 4,000 years to go. <laughs> We don't know exactly what that is. We just need to be ready to go all the time. At any time. And we need to try to get as many people to go with us. As we can. And one of the reasons why is this reward. My reward is with me to give every man according as his work shall be. Now a few months ago when I was out of the country... The Lord dealt with me about this that I'm preaching to you now. And one of the, he gave me a phrase. And the phrase is this. I wrote it down. He said, our righteousness is not based on what we do. 
our reward is. Our righteousness is not based on what we do. It's based on what Jesus did. Right? We've been made righteous with his righteousness. Our being saved, our name being in the Lamb's book of life, of us being in the family of God, we have not and will not earn that or deserve that or merit that. Our righteousness is not based on what we have done or doing or will do. Our reward, however, is. He said, my reward is with me. It's going to be based on what? To give every man according to what? His work. What he's done. What she's done. In their life. So what we're doing right now. Is affecting our reward. You reckon most people believe that? Or they're aware of it? How many believe the scripture? I could show you another dozen scriptures. In the New Testament to say the same thing. According as his work shall be. Our righteousness isn't based on what we do. Our reward is based. On what we do. Back up with me. You're you're in the 22nd chapter. Back up to the 5th chapter. Of Revelation. Revelation 5. And 9. Again this is. uh, This is our future. John saw it. And uh, it's been recorded. For every generation. Said they sung a new song. They said you're worthy. To take the book. Talking about the Lord Jesus. And to open the seals thereof. For you were slain. And have redeemed us to God. By your blood. Who's he talking about? Have you been redeemed? Huh? Redeemed us to God by your blood. Out of every kindred. And tongue. And people. And nation. Keep going. And you have made us. Unto our God. Kings and priests. And we shall reign. On the earth. A big part of our reward. Is our place. In the kingdom. Our part. Of reigning with him. And this. This reigning together with him. Is not equally. Distributed. We've already covered that in some detail. You're going to see it even some more today. Some will have authority over greater realm and area than others. And that will be based on what? What we did in this life. Somebody said, well, that, that don't seem fair. You want to say God's not fair? <laughs> I tell you what's not fair. Somebody who who believed on the Lord and received him, but never even bothered to go to church. Never did anything for the Lord. Never sought his will or his plan. Never tried to do anything to advance the gospel or build the, the kingdom and died and are saved. Versus somebody who from a child. Love the Lord. Sacrificed repeatedly 
everything they had under their hand, lived for him, served him with all their heart, soul, mind, and strength for decade after decade. It's not fair that these two receive the same reward. Equal, in this case, isn't fair. Anybody with me? (laughs) God's not socialist. He's not communist. He's not democratic or republican. (laughs) Y'all with me or not? (laughs) Just relax. It'll be okay. It'll be all right. (laughs) You should be excited about this. Not hung up on that. Say it out loud. God, God, my God, God, has made me me a king king and a priest. And I will reign reign with him him on the earth. earth. Really? Really? (laughs) King Keith (laughs) has a nice ring to it. (laughs) What about you? We're laughing, but this is real. This is real. And soon, all the kingdoms of this world will have become the kingdoms of our Lord. And he will rule over everything on this earth in absolute control and authority. And he really will, at that time, be in control. People holler about God's in control of everything on the earth. That is not true at this time. Satan is the God of this world. Men are rebelling against God by the billions. And that's why you have all the chaos and all the pain and all the turmoil. But there's coming a time when he is going to be in complete control and he's going to rule it through us. We're going to have a part of this. Jesus is the King of kings. He's the Lord of lords. Who are the kings? He's king of. Can you read? Somebody say, he's made us. King and priest. And we will reign on the earth. (laughs) The Bible said we will judge angels. I mean, it's amazing what the scripture says about these things. We're in training for it right. right now. Everything we learn about love and about faith and about authority and stewardship and diligence and the fruit of the Spirit and the gifts of the Spirit, everything we're learning now, we take with us out of this life in preparation for the next. Hallelujah. I'm looking at royalty. Divine royalty. Rare. Precious treasure we're called. Glory to God. Scripture said it doesn't appear right now who we are, what we shall be. We're in the early stages of development. But when he comes... We're going to see him as he is, and we're going to be like him. 
When you're transformed and changed and this corruptible puts on incorruption and mortal puts on immortal. You're going to look at him and his glory and you're going to be dazzled and amazed and then you're going to go. (laughs) You're going to be like him. You are made and you are destined, predestined to be conformed to his exact image. This is your future. This is my future. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, somebody say hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Revelation 20, verse 4. Revelation 20, verse 4. He said, I saw thrones, John said, and they that sat on them, and judgment was given to them. I saw the souls of them that were beheaded for the witness of Jesus. People who sacrificed more have a greater place. Doesn't mean the Lord loves them more. Can you see this? Doesn't mean they're any more saved. But people that could be trusted more and were more faithful in this life will be entrusted with more in that life. He said they they were beheaded for the word of God. They were martyrs. They had not worshipped the beast, neither his image, neither received the mark upon their foreheads. And they lived and did what? Reigned with Christ a thousand years. But the rest of the dead lived not again till the thousand years were finished. This is the first resurrection. This is the one you and I are going to have part of. Blessed and holy is he that has part in the first resurrection on such the second death Has no power. Hallelujah. Having been resurrected like this. You will never die again. In any degree, shape, form or fashion. Nothing about you will ever die. Not a hair follicle. Not a cell. Not a part of any organ. Nothing about you will ever age and die. Again. Oh, somebody should say glory to God. Say, thank you, Lord. (laughs) For a child of God, what's happening right now is as rough as it gets. (laughs) This is as bad as it gets for us. And we're overcomers. Is that right? Oh, yeah, you know, there's some trials and tears and there's some things. But this is as bad as it gets for us past this. No sorrow, no crying, no pain, no dying. Somebody say glory to God. You will be done with that forever throughout the endless ages to come. Glory to God. Why wouldn't everybody want to get in on this? Let's tell them about it. Right? Tell them about it. Tell all your friends. If they scoff and mock at you, at least you told them. It says, they that have part in the first resurrection, and that's us, on such the second death has no power, and they'll be what? Priests. Priests. See, he's saying it again. Of God and of Christ. And what will happen? They'll reign with him. A thousand years. Then there'll be some other things. Then we'll go into what happens next. Somebody say glory to God. 
Thanks be to God. Now, we need to know it. We need to shout about it. We need to think about it. But we don't just need to forget about what we're doing right now. Because what we're doing right now is affecting where we're going to be, what place we're going to have later. Go with me, if you would, to the book of uh, Luke 22. I'm going to read some other verses to you before I, I start reading there. What we're talking about now is one of the main things Jesus taught and preached about. And yet, our modern generation has lost so much of it that we barely, you know, many people, it's a brand new thought to them. And yet, it is one of the main things Jesus preached about and talked about was the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God. Over 150 references to it. He talked about it so much that the disciples were just excited about it to the point of vying for a place in the kingdom. It was real to them. Why would it be so real? Because Jesus talked about it so much. And it was such a big thing to him. And still is. If he talked so much about it, what should we talk about? If he emphasized it, should we emphasize it? Said out loud, the kingdom of God. The kingdom of heaven. What is the kingdom of God? The kingdom of God, kingdom, means king's domain or dominion. The kingdom is the people and the territory over which a king rules. The kingdom of the United States is from coast to coast here in the lower 48 and Alaska and Hawaii and the territories. The territories and all the people who live here, that's the kingdom of the United States. Well, what's the kingdom of God? (laughs) Not yet. The kingdom of God consists of those who have bowed the knee to him. And billions have not. Billions have rejected him as king of kings and lord of lords. And they are not in the kingdom. There is a kingdom of darkness. Is that right? And there's the kingdom of light. And the only way to get in the kingdom of God. Jesus said, John 3, you must be born again. And the only way you're born again is by believing in your heart and confessing through your mouth, Jesus is what? See, can you see you're bowing your knee? You're bowing your heart to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. You're receiving him. Not only, it didn't say just receiving him as Savior. You are, but you're receiving him as Lord. Lord of the kingdom. And we're told in the scriptures we read that even though it looks, doesn't look like it now, soon everything will be under his control. Glory to God. Everything. Everything. You believe it or not? 
and smart people get in now. The scripture tells us that it's come, you know, the name of Jesus is above every name that is named. And at that name, every knee must bow of beings in heaven, beings on the earth, beings under the earth. It's going to happen. But many of them are, are not doing it now. But the ones that he's chosen and have responded to him, they bow the knee now. They confess his lordship now. And they're saying, I want you to reign over me. I I believe in your kingdom. I want to be a part of your kingdom. And I willingly, nobody's making me, I willingly submit to your lordship. And I bow my knee to you and confess your name and lordship. And whatever you want me to do, I'm yours. I'm in the kingdom. And the kingdom is in me. Can you say amen? Amen. Come on, say that out loud. I'm in the kingdom, and the kingdom is in me. That's what Jesus said. He said, the kingdom of God doesn't come with outward observation. The kingdom is within you. God's not ruling and reigning over all the outward stuff we see now, but he is ruling and reigning over every heart that has, come on, can you see that? That has submitted, and before too long, that's going to expand to everything. Glory to God. Jesus talked about the kingdom of God and the kingdom of heaven. You remember the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew 5 that is so famous and so well known? A big part of that is talking about the kingdom. He said, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are the meek. For they shall inherit the earth. That's where we're going to reign. Blessed are they that are persecuted for righteousness sake. For theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Is this getting more real to you? You can just read right over these things. Without revelation. And not know what he's talking about. What is he talking about? Jesus was telling everybody. That would listen to him. People that knew the scriptures. They knew Daniel. They knew Ezekiel, they knew Isaiah, all of these prophets had prophesied about the kingdom that would come, that would be an everlasting kingdom. Even in Daniel, way back then, he talked about the saints were going to rule and reign. I don't know if people even knew what a saint was back then. (laughs) A sanctified one by the blood of the Lamb. But it had been prophesied for millennia. And Jesus preached on it, and preached on it, and preached on it, and preached on it. So much so, are you holding your place there? In uh, Luke 22, verse 24, notice what began to happen. And you've got to remember, all of this was just, what, three years or so? <laughs> but in two or three years' time, maybe even one year when this happened, in just, just a little bit of time, months, his disciples and followers Believed this so strong until this began to happen. There was a strife among them. Which of them should be accounted the greatest? The greatest in what? The greatest where? In the kingdom. What kingdom? The eternal kingdom of God, kingdom of heaven. Which should be accounted 
the greatest. No, you got to put yourself there. Peter, John, Matthew, Thomas, Bartholomew. What are they saying? Somebody said, I'm going to rule over more than you are. The other guy said, no, you're not. Yeah, I am. Yeah, I am. I'm going to be ruler. Why would they be thinking about this? Why would they be talking about this? Jesus talked so much about it. He taught so much. He preached so much about it. Come on, can you see? And Jesus said, uh, he that's going to be great. He didn't say, no, forget about that. There's not going to be any greatest. The the Father's going to equally divide everything so you can forget about that. Uh, He didn't say that. He said, he that is greatest among you, let him be as the younger. He that is chief as he that does serve. He's saying that in the kingdom of God, the way up is down. You humble yourself. It's not about who can be the big boss, who can be the best servant. Who can serve the best. In verse 28, he said, you are they that have continued with me in my temptations. And I appoint you a kingdom as my father has appointed to me. And you shall eat and drink at my table in my kingdom. Reckon what they eat at Jesus' table. I bet there's no junk on there. What do you think? No junk on that table. That you may eat and drink at my table in my kingdom. So we get to eat and drink. Later. Later. Oh, that made somebody's day right there. (laughs) And sit on thrones judging the 12 tribes of Israel. So we know none of us are going to get that place. Right. These places are already assigned. Mm-hmm. But there's a whole lot of people besides those folks. <laughs> right? And this is just me thinking some here. I know whatever God does, the scripture says, it's forever. Mm-hmm. And it's no accident where you were born. And where you served. And who you've been joined to. And where you're going to wind up ruling and reigning. There will be a connection. My, my, my. Thank you, Lord. I know uh, I had an experience. After my dad died, the Lord let me go see him. And it's one of those lifetime experiences. And. He and I were walking through a place, and um, it was a place of activity. And I, I really don't know what they were doing, but it was like there was a group here, and there was a group here, and a group here. And as we were walking down this throughway, somebody said, hey, Brother Keith, that's Brother Keith. Hey, Brother Keith. I turned, and two men stood up from what they were doing. And so my dad and I walked over to them, and they said, hey, Brother Keith. So good to see you. One said, what are you doing here? <laughs> I guess he knew it wasn't my, I wasn't supposed to be there yet. And uh, then, then they began to do it. One of them said, what's the answer to a thousand and one questions? <laughs> the other guy said, be led. They both said, be led. And they laughed. And they quoted about three or four things that I have preached before. Is that amazing or is that amazing? 
Now I thought about it later. That doesn't mean that everybody in heaven necessarily would know me. And I don't know that they don't. But I don't think it's a coincidence that the place where I saw my dad is also a place where some people recognize me. Does that make sense? I thought about that later. I thought, okay, there may be a bunch of people there that we've had contact with. Because the joinings of the Lord in the body, what he does is forever. If you're joined to somebody down here by the Spirit, when's that going to change? <laughs> well, some folks didn't know if they liked that or not. <laughs> I assure you, you'll like it. It'll be good. <laughs> Second Timothy 2.12, without, don't turn there, but 2 Timothy 2.12 in Young's literal translation says, If we endure together... We will reign together. Did you hear that? If we endure together, we'll reign together. And I believe that's with the Lord and with each other. Something to ponder, something to think about. Now go to Matthew 20 and notice this. Jesus preached on the kingdom of God, kingdom of heaven, kingdom of his Father, referring to the same thing, so much that his disciples were moved to try to secure their positions now (laughs) on this side. It was so real to them. Should it be real to us? Should we discount and say, well, that was just for them? No, this, did you know the gospel that we talk so much about is actually called the gospel of the kingdom? The good news about what? About the kingdom. What kingdom? Kingdom of God. Kingdom of heaven. In Matthew 20, verse 20, it says, Then came to him the mother of Zebedee's children with her sons, worshiping him and desiring a certain thing of him. (laughs) Have you read this before? (laughs) And he said, "What, What do you want? Jesus said, and she said, I think she probably whispered this. She probably (laughs) leaned in and said, she said, would you please grant my two boys to sit on your right hand and left hand in your kingdom? (laughs) The Bible said later, the rest of the disciples found out about this and it made them mad. (laughs) Probably because they didn't think of it first. <laughs> so, and if you read another account of this, the two boys, they were in it too. They were in it with their mom. They didn't come along and go, oh, mom, what did, what did you do? What did you say? Uh-uh. They were, they probably agged her on. They probably said, you ask him, mom. I think he'd probably say yes to you quicker than he would. I don't know, but they were in it together. Does this again Reinforce the point how real this was to them. And how big it was to them. Should it be that way to us? It should be that way to us. Something has been lost through the generations about this. And I believe the Lord's restoring it to us. She said, grant that these two, my sons, 
They may sit on, on the, the right hand and left hand. This is the two top spots <laughs> in the kingdom, right next to the Lord. <laughs> and what did the Lord say? Oh, there's not going to be any of that. No, there's. he didn't say that. He said, you don't know what you just asked. And there, that'd be true today. You don't know how big this kingdom is, how far it is going to reach, how much it's going to encompass, how divine it is, how eternal it is. You don't know what you just asked. And then uh, he asked them, could they drink the drink he was going to drink and be baptized? And they said, yeah, yeah, these are the boys. They said, we can do it, we can do it. Had no idea what they were saying. (laughs) But you know, it's good to want it. Even if you don't know. If the Lord said, this kingdom I'm talking about, it's amazing. And it'll never end. And I got my reward with me and I'm coming soon. We ought to be going, we ought ought to just be electric because of this. Is that right? We ought to be going, wonder where you're going to be. Wonder where I'm going to be. Wonder what it's going to look like. Wonder where we're going to where are we going to stay and where are we going to operate? And how's, how's it going to be? Wonder. Wonder. How many believe it will be exceeding? Abundantly. Above anything you ever asked or thought or know about down here. There has never been a kingdom down here that had the splendor and the glory and the riches and the power and the righteousness and the good things happen that you're going to see in the eternal kingdom of God. Somebody say glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. Hallelujah. A number of years ago, the Lord gave Phyllis an experience. And she's never shared it. And I asked her if she thought it would be okay to share it today. And she checked her heart and asked the Lord, and I think, is it okay? Huh? If not, we'll just move on. Okay, come on up, please. Come on up. Thank you, Lord. She uh, she told me about it. I don't know if have you told anybody else about it. Nobody else. Years ago, the Lord allowed her to get a glimpse of the future. Of some of these things. And so. uh, We're all ears. (laughs) I I don't want to add to. Or take from any of it. You know. And and so. um, If there's blanks. There's just blanks. And and so. um, You'll have to put. I guess your own interpretation on it. I'll try to explain it as best I know. It kind of started. And I'll try to face and and be exactly kind of how it was with me. It was like um, I was coming out of a big Mecca. Um, I think where I was from, or I don't want to use terms I don't know or that I didn't get, but like where the instruction came from or where the orders came from or where I don't want to say the throne or the kingdom or any of that was but it would just seem like that's what it was 
And that's where I started. And it was behind me here. And um, there was someone, I don't know what kind of one it was, but um, I wasn't alarmed by it. I wasn't, um, it was someone that seemed natural. And um, we were in the air. And uh, I don't want to use the word flying because we weren't flying. We were moving in the air. And we came out of this area. And uh, it was a, you just knew in your spirit or in your heart that it was a humongous area. And it was kind of like headquarters would be the best term that I could use for it. And when we came out of there, we were really high up in the air. And I look back on it now, and I think Keith knows this. Um, I don't like to climb two flights of stairs because in the past, if I have, um, he'll go up by himself because I've had a sense of falling. But I didn't have that sense. There was absolutely no fear, you know. But as we were going, off to my right, this person was telling me, that was my responsibility. And we were just going along, but I could see, and as I was sitting there a minute ago, it was like the Lord showed me. I, I couldn't explain it to Keith yesterday as I was talking to him about it, but it was like this great big huge magnifying glass was over that area, and it was a little city, and I could see everything that was going on in it and I could hear everything that was going on in it and I knew what they were doing and they knew what I was thinking and we conversed with each other and everything was done that needed to be done for the time frame that needed to be done it wasn't like I was sitting in the office explaining to Rob Rob we need to build this and we need to look like this and we need to do this it was just like Everybody all at once knew what needed to be done. And then we kept going, and that was kind of off to the right, and it was a little small city, and we kept going. And then there was this great big fields and trees and stuff, and then you could see off to a distance. It started, and it was this huge, massive city. And you could see it coming up. And the person wasn't talking to me, but you could know what they were saying. And you sensed it. I don't want to use the word trouble. And the reason I'm facing this way is because this is the way we were going. And I could see it off in the distance. And it was like every direction you could see was city. But something had happened there. And it was like you knew in your heart this was going to take more of your effort or more of your thought processes, but not because it was bigger, but because something had happened there. I don't know if it was something bad or something, I don't know, and I don't want to add to it, but something had happened there, and it was going to take more of your time. But we flew over this city, and it just seemed like it took twice as long because it was so massive, and we just kept flying over it. But the very same thing happened. No matter how big it was, everybody down there knew what they were supposed to do and what was supposed to be going on. And you just communicated to them. And I use the word flying now, but we weren't flying. We were just going. 
just like you would be walking here over that area. And you could see everything that was going on and knew everybody that was there and everything that was happening. And we left there, and it was almost like in a V-shape. From there, there was another city here, and you knew the name of it and the people that were in it and what they were doing. And then there was another city here, and he was just going over the places that you were responsible for and what you were supposed to do. And the thing that amazed me is that we we did that in what seemed like 10 minutes. And we had seen all of the responsibilities that you had. And everything was just total, not like when I've tried to explain to somebody like our staff or or Dave or or Rob or, or somebody what they're supposed to do. It's just you knew it. And, and there was total peace about it, and there was no confusion, and there was no misunderstandings, and there was no, we're having trouble communicating this, or there's no vision about it. Everybody just knew everything that you were communicating, and they were getting it, and you didn't have to take your time to explain it to them, and you could rule the whole area of everybody's place without saying anything or doing anything. And even sitting down there in front of them to say or do anything. And that all just took no time whatsoever. And um, then he came back to me. And uh, there was like somebody was flying behind us. And we were all just going together. And then not flying. I'm saying that word, but it wasn't. We were just moving along. And, um, And I just knew we continued to go. But... Then I woke up or we didn't, I don't know if I was awake or asleep or what happened, but then it was kind of just all over. I was back. Mm-hmm. So Praise God. That's the extent of it. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Are you glad you heard that? Yes. I know that uh, when it happened, this was, this was years ago, uh, Phyllis was greatly moved by it. And uh, when she'd talk about it, it was all crystal clear to her again, no matter, that's how spiritual things are, no matter how many years pass, it's, it never gets old and changes. And uh, as she was, uh, the, when she talked about it the first time, I thought about these scriptures. I want, I want you to turn to, to a verse with me. Thank you, Lord. Luke 19. You know, it's, uh, it's one thing to read these scriptures, but it's easy in this life to just forget about it when service is over, and it's almost like a fairy tale. This is not a fairy tale. This is your future. Somebody say, this is my future. The Lord has made us kings. And priests, and we will reign with him. We see the disciples, they were so moved by it, they were trying to make sure their position was confirmed <laughs> in this life. And there was some wrong thinking about it, but you can see why their desire was there because it's so real to them. They believed what Jesus said, that in a few days, there wasn't going to be any more Roman Empire. There wasn't going to be any more of that. It was going to be the kingdom of God. And they were going to be with him in positions of authority. 
leadership, rulership. In uh, Luke 19, 11, Luke 19, 11, it said, uh, as Jesus was preaching and teaching, as they heard these things, Jesus added and spoke a parable because he was near to Jerusalem and because they, everybody's listening to him, they thought what? <laughs> the kingdom of God should immediately appear. He had preached about it so much until he has to talk to them some. Because <laughs> they're thinking it's going to happen for the weeks out. And they're going to be active ruling and reigning. And verse 12, he gives them a parable that gives them insight into how it's going to be. He said, a certain nobleman went into a far country to receive for himself what? A kingdom. And to return. Who does this nobleman represent? The Lord Jesus, the head of the church. And so, back up to verse 12 again. A far country. Heaven is not real close. And uh, also, if you look at the other accounts, it says after a long time, the nobleman returned. So it's a great distance and time involved, too. Verse 13, he called his ten servants and delivered to them ten pounds and said to them, Occupy till I come. Hallelujah. Are you one of his servants? Yes. Now the pound represents money, which represents ability. And if you look at this with Matthew 25 and other accounts, then he gave to each individual, the scripture said, according to their ability. He knows what you can handle. I'm talking about right here, right now. And he gives each of us opportunities and resources Based on what he knows of our ability. But then it's up to us to demonstrate to him. That we have some motivation. Some desire. Now you see that he talks about verse uh, 14. His citizens hated him. And sent a message after him and saying. We will not have this man to reign over us. To do what? Reign. Reign. We will not be subject to his authority. We will not receive his lordship and kingship. Billions on the planet are doing this right now. Verse 15. It came to pass when he was returned, having received the kingdom, he commanded that his servants be called to him. To whom he had given the money that he might know how much every man had gained by trading. Again, the Lord intends for us to take some initiative. He doesn't do everything for you. He gives you opportunities. He puts some resources in your hand and he expects you and me to get up and get after it. Come on here with me and do everything we can And not to compare ourselves with somebody else's resources, but to be thankful for what we've got and realize if we'll be faithful with what we've got right now and do something with it, he'll increase it. He'll add to it. I know uh, years ago I prayed asking the Lord for more anointing, more anointing, because I knew the anointing removes the burden, destroys the yoke. I know that's what does it, Not, not a personality, not effort. And I prayed and begged him for more anointing for, I don't know, off and on for years. 
Finally, one day, he corrected me. And he said, uh, faithfulness, Keith. Be faithful with what I've given you, and I'll add to you. And he said this. He said, all of my children receive an anointing when they're filled with the Spirit. Many of them have done nothing with that anointing. Why would they need more? You don't need more to do nothing. Right? (laughs) So then he calls, and he he wants uh, an account, and uh, that he might know how much every man has gained by trading. This is a parable, so what this has to do with is how much impact we've made for the kingdom of God with the resources he's given us. Sometimes, I've said it before, I can almost hear Paul, the apostle, saying, Keith, Keith, if I had the internet and a jet airplane, when I was... (laughs) Get after it, boy. Get after it. Why? We have resources in our generation that previous generations didn't even dream of. I mean, here we right now, this service right now is going all over the world. Over time zones, multiple nations. Somebody say glory to God. And we don't have to ride in some stinky little leaky boat for three months to cross a few hundred miles. Oh, somebody say thank you, Lord. But to whom much is given. Much is expected and required. So, you know, what are we doing with it? Yes. It could be, that I'm sure there are cases of people who have more resources than people have ever had and yet are doing less with them than people did with their small resources. This guy came and said, Lord, your pound has gained 10 pounds. I turned that revelation and that $20 into a church of 300. Amen. Come on, say glory to God. <laughs> Y'all with me or not? Everything big started small. Everything. All of these things that you see that are global impact, they begin by somebody on their knees with nothing. Seeking God's, a revelation, a vision, a plan, and somebody that loved God and people enough to say, I'm going to do what I can. I will preach on this street corner. I will share with these people in this hospital. I will do this. And then the Lord added to them. And then the Lord added to them. And then the Lord added to them. Lord added to them. He said, your pound, I'm happy to report, (laughs) has turned into 10 pounds. We have a 10 times result here of what you sowed into me. Now look what the what the Lord said, verse 17. He said, well, you good servant, because you've been faithful in a very little, read it out loud, have authority over ten cities. Does that sound like what Phyllis experienced? Authority over ten, ten cities. I expect these cities to be much more splendid and and bigger than New York, London, L.A. Come on, y'all with me? 
Diz? Could you handle that? Yes. I'm getting a lot of, a lot of blank looks. Right? <laughs> you don't have to think about that right now. You know what you got to think about right now? Your pound. Your pound. <laughs> You're not there yet. But is it just a blanket equal distribution of rulership? Look at, look at verse 18. The second came and said, Lord, your pound has gained five pounds. Well, that ain't ten. But it's not nothing. Right? And what did the Lord say? Likewise to him. He said, okay, you be over five cities. So the distribution is not equal. Equal wouldn't be fair. But according to every man's work, the scripture said, you know the last one? <laughs> Another one came and said, no, we didn't make any pounds. You know, I, I didn't do anything with it. Here it is. What you gave me, I'm giving back to you. Was the Lord happy with that? No. He's not okay with you giving back to him what he gave to you. He expects you and I to produce. He expects us to take it and make it more. To use our faith and our diligence to turn it in to more. He expects us to have drive. He expects us to have vision and have some get up and go after it. Do you believe it or not? For what? Matthew 6.33. Seek ye first what? What? Seek what first? The kid, everything in our life, we should think, how does that affect the kingdom? How does it relate to the kingdom? Does it benefit the kingdom? Does it not benefit the kingdom? Is it good for the kingdom? Is it not good for the kingdom? Phyllis and I got a revelation some years ago when we were helping the Hagans. And uh, I'm a country boy. I grew up in the country. We always had land and animals. And so I lived in the apartments as long as I could take it. <laughs> and I was believing God for a house and some land. And we found a place, but it was about 40 minutes out of town away from the Hagen's house where they were, uh, and we were helping them more and more. So we were going to their house and Phyllis was driving mom and we were traveling with them. And, and uh, so... Uh, they asked us about this house, the place we were looking at, and I was excited about it. And, and Mom Hagen said she was, she was straight to the point about things. She said, uh, she said, what do you need all that for? And I said, well, you know, we get some chickens. And, and so I'm getting Phyllis some chickens. And, and she said, Phyllis doesn't need any chickens. And, <laughs> she said, and it'll take you a long time to get back and forth over there. And, and, um, and so I, I was picking at her, you know, and that's why I brought chickens up to start with. But as, we, as we left the house, she and I talked about it and said, you know, this is not right. If kingdom is first, yes. we should live close. Yes. No matter what I'm thinking, I won't. Every decision, say, say it out loud, seek first, seek first. the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God. And then all these things will be added to you, he said. 
kingdom has got to come first. And so, sure enough, the Lord gave us an amazing deal on a wonderful house. Just what was it? Five minutes from their house. And it worked out perfect. It was the plan of God. And we've seen that in thing after thing after thing. We need to take what we thought we wanted and put that back. What about the kingdom? What's best for the... Come on, can y'all see that? What's most beneficial for the kingdom? What helps us to do the most for the kingdom? And so the guy that said, well, here's your pound, it displeased the Lord, and he did not get reward. Anybody remember the story? But how do you like the uh, ten cities part? Huh? And the five cities part. Is this real? Is this in the future? I mean, it'd be cool to reign over one city. Wouldn't it? There is so much in our future that the Bible has already revealed. It's not like it's been hidden from us. It's right here. To anybody that'll read it and believe it. So stand on your feet. And let's release faith and give thanks. We're going to observe and receive communion together. And we can do that in connection with this. Anybody remember that scripture in Revelation that we began with? He has redeemed us. Oh, come on, somebody say amen. He's redeemed us with his blood. And he made us kings and priests. You and I would have no opportunity or future to rule and reign with him if he had not bought us and purchased us with his own blood. And we're going to honor that today. Is that okay with you? Let's let's honor that in receiving communion. And let's make a new and a fresh commitment to put the kingdom first. And to uh, seek first the kingdom and use the balance of the rest of our lives in the way that most benefits him and his kingdom. The highest and best use of our remaining days and years. Would you say amen to that? This ministry has been brought to you today free of charge by the partners of More Life Ministries and Faith Life Church. If you would like to help send this word to others at no charge, you can become a word sender today. For more information, visit our website at morelife.org.